Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. I'm known as the Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Stuart Wiggins. He's with Enduna Advisors, where he offers fractional chief operating officer services and brings resources together to help scale your business. I have Bonnie Sussman Versace. She is the re-imager at Focused LLC, where she specializes in developing leaders, building positive and productive workplace cultures, and improving individual, team, and enterprise-wide performance. And I have Michael Goldberg. He helps financial advisors, agents, and brokers generate more referral business. He is the founder of The Networking Group and a fellow TEDx speaker and author. The question I have today, does being happy reduce drive and motivation? Michael, kick us off. All right. I would say absolutely no. I would say probably the opposite. I would say if you're happy, you, you tend to be more driven, but you're more driven and motivated on the stuff that continues to make you happy. It, this just happened yesterday. There's a place in Atlantic City called the Irish Pub, mm -hmm. and it's designed as a speakeasy. Like it's been around since the 40s. I got to meet the owners. So now they're in their, their low 80s. Mm. And so like they've had this since 1971, their owners, they're set for life. You know, like they, they got the mansion on Egg Harbor and the whole thing. Oh, the husband, uh, he's 83 years old. And every morning he comes into that restaurant and it's like 630 in the morning and he helps the cooks with prep. Mm. And he mm. is working in that restaurant. And at about one in the afternoon, his wife comes in and she does what she does around the restaurant. They've been at this since 1971. They're two of the happiest people that I think I've ever met. Like, what? It, it's amazing. The staff loves them. They've been there forever. They don't need to do this. They can hang up the gloves if they want to. But because of their passion and their zest for this project and this community, they're very, very uh, focused and motivated and driven. And um, it was really inspiring to meet them. Nice. I agree with that. Uh, it, the, the whole consciousness of being able to find something to be happy about and embrace it and it just puts a, a lift in your step or a zip in your step you can certainly see when the opposite of that is happening with people they kind of drudge around and how can you really get motivated if you don't have something to look forward to and it sounds like that couple has something to look forward to every morning, which is really cool. Amazing, yeah. Well, I agree with what everyone said. Happiness is like a drug. Uh, let's be honest. It's not that difficult. You know it when you have it. You don't have to define happiness. You don't have to say, this is what makes me happy. When you have it, you want more of it. And when you're not happy, you don't want more of it. And there's a direct linkage between that happiness and longevity in life. One of the things that's trending right now in this country is people are dying from loneliness. Mm -hmm. Well, you could say that that loneliness is because they're unhappy. Okay. So there is that direct linkage there. And I think what, I think a way to, we say loneliness, but maybe it's not so much loneliness, but you have to get involved. There was a lady that used to work for me and she, she struggled because she could never meet anybody. I said, but what are you doing about it? And I, I said to her, honestly, I said, your whole demeanor is well, I'll say red, but her whole demeanor was negative. Mm. I said, put a happy face on and you'll be surprised what happened. Now she's married and she's got some kids. I'm not saying that my conversation with her did that, but X plus Y equals happiness. 
So this question came up because I was talking to an athlete client and he said, if I don't have any angst, I don't have any drive because I don't have a goal that I'm striving for. And so that's why I wondered, like, is there something about having angst that causes you to have better drive? If you're an athlete, it might be a little bit of a shift. So I know in, in boxing, I have an angst that, well, number one, I don't want to get hurt, but number two, that I want to outpoint my competitors. So it's a, it's a whole different drive there. But then the happiness comes into that I don't need to box. I, I actually pay a guy to hit me. Like this is like, this is like a labor, right? <laughs> How smart is that? Uh, but this is like a labor of love. So I think it really kind of depends on the game and the situation. But I imagine he is happy in terms of what he's doing but needs to have that angst in order to drive and be successful against others that are competing with them. I think when it's a competitive thing, it may change the mindset a bit. Mm. And I'd ask, what does the word angst mean? So for me, anyway, the angst means I'm not completely content. I'm still driving. There's something more I want. And maybe contentment and angst and happiness are different words. Maybe I should have asked a different question. Angst might be if... I'll take it away from sports for a minute, but angst might be um, what I was feeling yesterday when I had a, a new meeting with a group of young people that I knew in, in the back of my head that was going to run really well, but it was something brand new and I hadn't done it, done this thing for many years. So I had a lot of angst, but at the same time, I was very motivated because I, I knew what the outcome or what the objective was. I think you're right. I, th I think the way the context of the word angst and also the scenario, I mm -hmm. think both of those contexts are really important. Stuart, <laughs> what, you were going to say something. What were your thoughts when I brought this up about the angst? Well, I would think that I, I equate it to like being a salesperson. I mean, a salesperson has angst when they go into a sales meeting and they derive it. But that angst is necessary. Like an athlete, even athletes at the highest level, they have angst before the Super Bowl or before the NBA championships or before the Wimbledon championships. They have that angst because they're so well prepared that they need that edge to be successful. In fact, I would say, and Robin, you're an athlete. I think you'll agree. If you don't have that angst, then you're more likely to get hurt or lose because that angst has your spidey senses up, so mm -hmm. to speak. So that you are prepared. You know, being in the military and you're getting ready to go on a mission, you have that angst because you want to be hyper aware. So, but we're talking about happiness here. So in this particular case, that angst is necessary so that you can achieve your goal, which equals happiness. So are you saying then, are, are we saying then that it is possible to be happy and still have that angst, that drive, that desire, that something's not complete yet. Like I said, that's the drug. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. There's also good angst and there's bad angst. Mm. There's sure. angst yeah. that you're excited and you want to do a great job and you want to do your best. And then there's angst of, I'm not sure if I want to do this. Maybe I need to do this or, well, I guess I have to do this. And so I think it gets back to what Bonnie was saying is really how you're defining angst. And with that, is it a positive angst, like getting up on stage? Like there's a little bit of angst, but it's usually positive. If this is what you want to do. And this is what you do, which again, gets back to the whole athlete thing. Then there's bad angst. Like, ah, uh, I'm in a situation I don't want to be in. So where does complacency fit into this then? It's too mm -hmm. much risk. It puts you in a risk situation. 
because if you come become complacent, then I think you become less aware. If you're in theater, for example, and you are too comfortable with your role, your lines or whatever, then you're gonna flub a line. And, and I'll be honest with you, I did theater in college and I thought I was really comfortable and I went out on stage and I skipped the whole scene. Because <laughs> I, I, I was too comfortable, but the rest of the cast, they recovered and we did that scene and then we went back. But the whole point is I was too comfortable. Mm -hmm. Anything we do professionally or as an athlete, if we become too comfortable, it really intensifies the risk. And we have to be, be aware of that. So Robin, you asked earlier about angst. Angst is different when you're a kid. If you do something that is inconsistent with what your parents want you to do, when you have to face your parents on that subject, there's a different kind of angst there. Because mm. you know you were wrong, and then you got to figure out how to mitigate that situation. I'm looking up the word angst now. And the definition is a feeling of deep anxiety or dread. Typically an unfocused one about the human condition or the state of the world in general. So it's the opposite the of happiness. Right. So it's kind of got a negative connotation. So I think it's really the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. You know, Chad GPT might say something else. I don't know. But uh, I don't know if I had the time for that. But uh, but again, I think it really just puts into context as to what angst means to you. But I think upon first glance, it has a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. But so does accountability. Right. There's something about complacency and angst and happiness and having a vision and having a goal and being willing to drive for it. There's some kind of sliding scale there. And I'm glad we got to have this conversation because I'm now not the only one that's confused about it. So thank you so much for doing that with me. That is our 10 minutes. I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon. Very